Hello and welcome. What is impact investing? Who are the investors? And what sort of return and risk they expect? These are some of the questions we'll discuss in this interview. I'm Usman Hayat from CF Institute, and today I'm joined by Dr. Harry Hummels, who's a professor of ethics, organization, and society at the School of Business and Economics at Maastricht University, as well as a managing director at SNS Impact Investing, so both an academic and a practitioner. And he also happens to be the European liaison at the Global Impact Investing Network. So welcome, Dr. Hummels. Thank you, Mr. Hayat. Let's start with, with the what questions. What exactly is impact mm-hmm. investing? Impact investing is quite simple. It actually um, tries to invest in companies, organizations and funds actually with two objectives, to create financial returns and to create measurably social or environmental returns. There's a clear intention to do that and um, to make a few observations on that uh, particular definition, I would say, first looking at those intentions, these are the intentions of both the investor and the investee. What are they trying to achieve? And um, trying to achieve something is not enough. And I think that that is the distinguishing characteristic of impact investing, that it is measurable, or at least the social, environmental, cultural, religious, or whatever non-financial objectives you have, these need to be measurable. And um, what is finally very important, and certainly from my point of view, as an impact investor, someone who practices impact investing, we definitely need to um, return decent financial returns. Um, I'm not saying maximum financial returns, but market rate financial returns is what is needed in order to bring financial capital to the market. Interesting. And you've probably explained part of it, but can you elaborate on why and how it is different from traditional uh, sustainable and responsible investing? Yes. The biggest difference, I would say, is not so much on the intention side, but definitely on the measuring of the impact. Um, Just as um, regular responsible investing or sustainable investing or ESG investing, whatever you would like to call it, Um, Impact investing looks at the financial returns, but what distinguishes impact investing is having clear objectives up front before you start and then trying to measure what you actually achieve. Because let's be honest, every investment can have impact and certainly will have impact. But we call something, something impact investing only if those intentions have been made clear upfront and are measured afterwards. And who are the investors? What kind of investors uh, actually do impact investing? Yeah, that's a very broad landscape of investors we have. 
Um, first of all, um, traditionally, impact investors are coming from foundations, um, uh, family offices, high net worth individuals, but gradually we see institutional investors stepping in. And with institutional investors, I mean pension funds, um, insurance companies, banks, asset managers, etc. And what sort of themes do you see in impact investing? What are the recurring themes that you see often? There are a few themes, and that depends on actually whether we come in from the um, private side, the high net worth individual, family office and foundation side, or from the institutional side. So on the institutional side, these institutions need to be able to deploy large buckets of money. That means that we can only look for themes like agriculture, infrastructure, financial sector development, all that kind of stuff. Maybe even education, but currently we have to say that education is difficult if you want to deploy a lot of money to education. It doesn't meet the financial requirements of these financial institutions. Um, Going to the more private side of it, you could see a host of opportunities. Um, healthcare, education, affordable housing, all um, microfinance, of course, small and medium enterprises, and particularly small and medium enterprises, um, venture capital and private equity flowing to uh, small and medium enterprises. That is basically their cup of tea. Uh, we've talked about a variety of investors being impact investors. Uh, we've talked about different set, sets of themes. What about the asset classes? Are there certain asset classes which are more popular than the others among the impact investors? Yes, I do think so. And um, I'm particularly referring to private equity, venture capital, private debt, and currently also real estate um, being quite popular in the area of um, of impact investing and that makes sense. It would be hard at this point in time <clears throat> to really define and ultimately measure the impact that for instance investments in public equities or public debt would generate and so also for, from a more pragmatic point of view um, it is very likely that for the upcoming years the money will go to those investment classes, asset classes, that allow these investors to make these investments. And give us a couple of examples of impact investing. There are many examples. Uh, first, on a global level, I would say that um, I particularly like the example of Bridges Ventures in London. Uh, Bridges was founded by Sir Ronald Cohen and a few partners um, and ultimately tries to um, uh, invest in small and medium enterprises in the UK. A good example would be the Hoxton Hotel and actually that is a rundown car park in a deprived area of London, an underserved area of London. We're talking about um, Hackney in East London. And what Bridges did actually in 2004 was turn that car park into a hotel, the Hoxton Hotel. 
magnificent hotel, I can tell you, very successfully commercially. Um, but on the other side, it actually has created a lot of positive upside on the social side. So if we look at the wage bill, 73% of the wage bill remains in that underserved area. With regard to the suppliers, we can see that 85% of expenses of the hotel are spent on suppliers coming from that same neighbourhood. So the neighbourhood benefits from that specific hotel. That ultimately is the positive social side. But now, um, last year, um, the Hoxton has been uh, sold to uh, another group of investors and um, the uh, original investors, Bridges, made a huge return on their investments. We're talking about um, uh, multiples of 8.8 and we're talking about an IRR um, of 47%. So these are figures that make sense. Another example, good example, would be um, <clears throat> microfinance. Um, even though it's quite disputed, I know from my own practice and experience within SNS Impact Investing that over the last six years we have been able to deploy 500 million US dollars approximately and made a solid uh, return on that of 6.3% net of fees, net of cost, while actually um, contributing to the professionalization of the sector and providing access to finance for those who need it. This is 6.3% for a 90% debt fund. This is only a fund with very small um, allocations toward private equity. But if you do take these into account, we're talking about an NAV of last year of approximately 12.3%. So again, financial and social returns go well hand in hand. Um, finally, I would say that um, for instance, uh, a fund like um, the Investment Fund for Health in Africa, which makes clear allocations towards hospitals, uh, medical services companies, etc. And it is able to make decent returns on that. Now we're talking about, um, of obviously, uh, most of the examples I, uh, I can find or give about, my, about impact investing are in the developing countries. But the example of the Hoxton already refers to the fact that impact investing is not restricted to the investments in emerging or developing countries. So there are examples of profitable impact investments across both developed and developing countries? Absolutely. So tell us more about the track record of impact investing is it really in the making? How, how young or old is, it, is the industry? Unfortunately, it has not a real uh, long-term track record yet. Um, but, to be honest, um, that is particularly on the social side. On the financial side, since impact investing is not a separate asset class, but simply more an investment philosophy, it combines regular private equity venture capital, real estate, etc., with uh, social or environmental objectives, 
Um, we know everything about the risk and return profiles of, of private equity, venture capital, private debt and, and real estate. So that's not the biggest issue. The biggest issue is how can we prove that it adds value to society. And that, I have to say, is only in its infancies. We are starting to get some feedback on the uh, both, pos sorry, both positive and negative uh, impact that is sometimes created. Um, and um, also, as an academic, I'm really interested in helping to further deploy all kinds of methods and tools, etc., that ultimately provide us the evidence that we need that it makes sense. Very interesting. So the real test for the industry really lies in measuring that impact and showing, because as you said, the asset classes have a long history of making a certain return anyway. Yes. So the, it's, it's the challenges, you know, measuring the impact. So let's talk a little about the Global Impact Investing Network. You're the, one of the European liaisons for the GIIN. So how does it fit into impact investing? Oh, I really believe that the launch of the network was a major step forward for the industry. I really think that bringing people together on a global level, sharing experiences, um, is fundamental to creating an impact investing market. But the global impact investing does much more. The global impact investing network does much more. And it uh, provides education. It does research. It has um, a, a facility called Impact Base, and there it's a database where you can find lots of impact investing opportunities. And finally, it is very active and a leader in the field when it comes to the impact um, and reporting investment standards. So standard setting is also very, very important that if we use concepts, we simply mean the same thing as impact investors. So it's a taxonomy um, and that is very helpful. So I'm very pleased with the fact that this um, network was created with the support of some very, very large um, private investors and now it has created its own momentum and that's fantastic. Excellent. So tell us a little about the challenges that the impact investing industry faces. Mostly, I would say, having already mentioned the fact that there's little information on the social track record of impact investing, I think what we need is a professionalization of the entire sector, of the funds that um, investors can invest in, and what we definitely um, uh, have to be wary about is that um, too much money will flow to too few investment opportunities. If that happens, um, I, I think we've done something completely wrong. So um, impact investing requires patience and patient capital. So this is not a free-floating amount of money. Basically, what you see also about the impact investing funds is that they are rather illiquid and that makes sense. You make a commitment to development and that is a sustained commitment for at least let's say three to five and sometimes even seven to ten years. 
that makes sense. Finally, what I would like to say is, uh, when it comes to the challenges and defining that as a professional challenge, we would like to have more um, professional capital, institutional capital coming to the market. That means that large tickets have to be available. The market is, as I already mentioned, not completely ready for that. So we have to generate new investment opportunities, and there are sufficient opportunities. If I look, for instance, at the Middle East and North Africa, where we are currently sitting, then I can say that, for instance, in North Africa, there are plenty of opportunities, both in infrastructure, education, healthcare, etc. The question is, how do we structure the deals? That could be done, for instance, in terms of public-private partnerships, but sometimes private initiatives themselves will do. And finally, any particular message you want to give to the global investment profession regarding impact investing uh, through the CFA Institute? Yeah. I am very pleased with the CFA Institute um, paying attention to this new kid on the investment block. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, and I would like to convey as a message that it is something that is worth looking into. But do it carefully. As investment professionals, we only know that it makes sense if the numbers are right. And I would also say if the social returns are right. Um, and I really believe that it is the next step. Um, it is the next step for our financial institutions to look into opportunities to contribute to the welfare and the development of society. And in, I think, 10 to 15 years' time, we will have a completely different sector and we might have been able to contribute to that. And the C of A um, Institute is definitely instrumental in that. This concludes our Take 15 on Impact Investing. I hope you enjoyed the content. Thank you, Dr. Hummels, for joining us. You're more than welcome. And thank you, our viewers, for watching. Copyright 2013 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.